Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us on Carricker and Smallman on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. And great to head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to talk to some NBA with ESPN's NBA insider, former NBA front office executive Bobby Marks. Bobby, thanks so much for taking some time with us today on 101 ESPN. How are you doing? Um, good. Good morning. How are you? Everything's great here in St. Louis. We want to start with this because uh, we're talking about the special last night with all the commissioners on ESPN. And again, Adam Silver showed himself to be on top of the game. And as far as I'm concerned, at least publicly, the the best commissioner in sports. And I wanted to get your view as an NBA, a longtime NBA executive who worked with Adam Silver, not only as commissioner, but before he became commissioner. Is what we see real with Adam Silver? Is he that impressive? <laughs> yeah, I think I think what you saw, what you've seen with the commissioner is that he's honest and he's up front um, and he makes, you know, the players feel part of uh, the process. Um, he's made the players feel part of the process since this season was postponed in, in mid-March. Every conference call that he's had has involved players. Um, there's no surprises, you know, although maybe some were surprised about this campus environment. Um, it's been well known as far as what players were, would be getting themselves into. And I think, I think the commissioner hit it right on the head last night when he said, this is not for everyone, right? This is going to be, this is not the ideal situation. There is no perfect situation. It's going to be an uncomfortable, you know, for some players, three months, possibly, if you get to, you get to an NBA finals and then we've got to turn it around and, um, you know, start training camp in November and, and then the season again in December, where just based on the circumstances, this is kind of the, the world we're living in. But yeah, I think, I think what you saw last night and what you've seen for, from, uh, from the commissioner is, um, you know, it's not, it's not an act here. Bobby, we are seeing a lot of players expressing concerns that if the NBA does restart the season, um, that it's going to take the light off of the Black Lives Matter movement and the social injustice and the progress that needs to be made in this country. Do you think that the season is in real jeopardy of not happening because of these players' concerns? I don't know about jeopardy, but I think it's a it's something that wasn't brought up, you know, a week or two ago. Um, that um, the, you know the concerns of the players. This is something that's come to light. I guess you know, I guess Thursday and, and Friday with. You know, with Kyrie and I guess Dwight Howard with their with their conference call, I, I think there is. I mean, there's so many ways that they can shine a light on it. You know, certainly playing um, helps. Being on that that spotlight, um, being in Orlando, you know, especially what's going on with baseball right now. That you know, it's really the only sport um, in town. Certainly, WNBA will be be going on here, and um, I think you have to remember too that um, there's eight teams that are not going to be playing. Um, there's a hundred plus players at home um, that can kind of um, you know, pick it up where, you know, the, the players in our Orlando are going to be, and they're all not going to be there for three months. You know, there's teams like, you know, certainly, um, 
you know, Brooklyn could be done playing by um, by, by mid uh, mid uh, August, and Kyrie's hurt, and so <laughs> Kyrie probably won't even be in in Orlando. So, I just think that yeah, yes, there's an economic certainly an economic loss here, but I think for the players to play and to take the money they earn and to divest it into um, into the communities and to put a you know, there's you can still protest if you're in Orlando, but it's just going to be in a, in, a, in a different light. Um, so I do think, I don't think it's in, in jeopardy, but I think it's something that the players in the, um, in the NBA are going to have to probably work through. Bobby, Patrick Beverly tweeted what I think a lot of people were thinking and it's, Hey, all these players can say what they want, but if LeBron says he's playing, (laughs) we're all playing. Do you think it's as simple as that? We know LeBron wields a lot of power, but it, is it as simple as if LeBron is playing, everybody else is playing too? It might. I, I wish I had that much power. I really did. But yeah, I mean, you, you see the, you know, the heavy hitters, you know, with, um, you know, LeBron and uh, Paul George, Kawhi, Giannis, um, you know, players like that. Um, James Harden, you know, certainly Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, I don't believe those guys were on that call on Friday. So, um, and I think with, where, where, Le, you know, where LeBron's coming from is that, he can protest and he can divert his money in a lot of different ways. And it doesn't have to be sitting home in, in Los Angeles and letting the, letting the season kind of go by here. So, yeah, I think, I think, I, I think certainly if LeBron came out and said, I'm not playing, I think that would probably, you know, put the attention a little bit higher than probably what it, what it is right now. And yes, he does have, um, he does have a lot of power when in, when in that regard. And in regards to the Friday call with Kyrie, he's exceptionally bright, but he's also mercurial. This is a guy that spent a large part of his career saying the earth was flat. So how much weight does his opinion carry with players? We talk about LeBron, but what about Kyrie? Well, I think the interesting thing with Kyrie is that, um, first, he's the vice president, one of the vice presidents of the Players Association. Um, he has been on all the calls. Um, he was on the call, and, and I've, I've listened to the transcripts from a month ago when the commissioner first addressed the players about kind of the economic fallout. He asked questions, good questions on the call. He was on the call um, two weeks ago when they made the vote. He actually made a vote. He made the vote for Brooklyn. Um, he asked limited questions there, and then all of a sudden, we've kind of done a 360 here as far as um, what we saw last last Friday. So that's I, I don't. Um, I think Kyrie Irving has the right to voice his opinion. I think he has the right to do whatever he chooses from a social justice standpoint. I think we should applaud him. I think probably my 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 where I'm curious about is, and what I would probably want to ask Kyrie is that why all of a sudden the change when these issues were you know were, were facing the league um, and the players um, a week ago or, or two weeks ago, and I think. I think a lot of it too is that you know there's 450 players in the NBA and there were 80 players on the call and all player all all those players were um, were invited. So um, the Esther is a you know a faction of players you know certainly Kyrie and and, um, and Avery Bradley and, and Dwight Howard that um, we don't know if the you know Kyrie's hurt but we don't know if the, the other two will play. I think we're kind of just in that that wait and see mode. But I think I think where Kyrie you know gets the you know the reputation is that there's a track record there. I mean there's a track record in Cleveland, there's a track record in Boston, there's a track record even in that short time in in uh, in, in Brooklyn and he probably doesn't get the benefit of the doubt that maybe another player would. ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks with us on 101 ESPN. And Bobby, we want to touch on some real basketball because even though we aren't in NBA town, we have Patrick McCaw. He went to high school here. Obviously, Bradley Beal and Tatum. Beal got the contract last year. What do you think happens with the contract situation of Jason Tatum? 
Yeah, I think it's pretty easy. <laughs> I think if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm just telling them to say, what number do you want? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what we can pay you. I mean, I think the, the growth in Jason from, you know, when he came into the league and where he is um, right now in, in year three, and yes, he's up for that. Um, he's up for an extension. Um, I guess it's not even the summer anymore. It's going to be the fall. Um, and I think he'll get a max number, which is, you know, you're probably looking at a, 170 million possibly based on what the salary cap is going to be but yeah i mean he's a he's getting there up there to that franchise level player you know he's already an all-star here and i think you saw the growth in his his game where um he's really developed into kind of almost the face of uh the face of the franchise in boston kevin harlan was on with us several months ago during the season he was getting ready to do a boston game and kevin said that he thinks that Tatum is one of the top five two-way players, both ends of the court in the NBA. I know this is right off the top of your head, but w- would you rank him top five, top ten in that regard at both ends of the floor? Yeah, I mean, I think with the big thing with with uh, with Jason is that although he went on that stretch, you know, of games where you know he was producing at such a high clip, it's you know if you're not making shots and, you, and if you're not scoring, kind of what I always say, what keeps you on the court. And I think, you know, from him, from a defensive standpoint, I think he can guard five positions here um, based on based on his length. So, yeah, I do. I do think he'll probably we'll probably see his name. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll see his name on all NBA, but we'll probably see it on one of the all defensive teams because he is that good. And I think he's only going to get he's only going to get better. I think what we see in Orlando, um, based on how far Boston goes, you know, I think you know, will determine a lot as far as where this where the Celtics team can go. Bobby Marks, thanks so much for the time. And once we do get going in Orlando, we'd love to have you on again once we're actually playing games in the NBA. And we, we can talk about that. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Thank you.